Hello and welcome to this edition of the Golf Channel Podcast with Rex and Lav. After a long two weeks away, the PGA Tour's fall slate gets back underway in Napa. Justin Thomas, Max Homa headline the field. We'll talk about the importance or lack thereof of the fall with it still offering spots in the Masters as well as status for those who are fighting for it and spots in at least the first two signature events of 2024. Also, BMW PGA is this week on the DP World Tour. All 12 European Ryder Cuppers are in the field. Rex, I don't know about you. I'm feeling extremely well-rested because I turned off the Monday Night Football game after about eight minutes yesterday. Aaron Rodgers. Exactly. Four snaps in. Four snaps. Mm -hmm. uh, Absolutely obliterates his Achilles tendon. I feel kind of ambivalent towards Aaron Rodgers, but this is a huge bummer. I mean, it's one of the biggest stories of the NFL season, and it's over after literally four snaps. Uh, But I turned it off. I feel well-rested. I'm ready to go and ready to attack the golf season yet again. What's happening behind you? What are we doing? Like, uh, oh, we're going to get to it. TV's going. Well, uh, we're going well, to get, get to it now. It. It's, it's quite disorienting. You have two TVs going on two separate channels and then some sort of large metal object. Is that the new smoker? Is that what I'm looking it at? Is. That's the 800-pound smoker that I've been teasing on this year's podcast. Let's get a, let's uh, get a better look at it. Slide to the side months. a little bit. This oh, is no. a visual medium. We'll be getting to this. I'm wearing my uh, Turtleson. Uh, those are Weber kettles. Yes, if you zoom in closely enough, those are Weber kettles that I'm wearing on my shirt uh, we'll, we'll get into that we'll talk about what's on the grill this is my last week at home before spending two weeks abroad uh unlike when we go to the open championship where we have to eat gray steaks and terrible hamburgers and uh unsatisfying pizza i am going to spain and italy uh, so i should be noshing on some very good meals right so let's start with napa justin thomas i think is really the player that everyone's going to be watching this week a somewhat controversial pick for the u.s Ryder cup team you and i you and i differed on that i thought he should have been on that team uh, no brainer you thought there were better options namely keegan bradley and perhaps even lucas glover what constitutes then a good week for justin thomas the first time we've seen him in a month his only tune-up start before the matches get underway in rome does he need a top 10 this week to make you feel better top 25 if he misses cuts do you sound the alarm and sit him until Sunday. What's the deal? I think anything. Step in the right direction. Top 25, he makes the cut. I think it just play four rounds. Like, unlike everyone else, he didn't make it to the playoffs that, that are going to be on the U.S. team. He probably needs the reps. He's been at home, I'm sure, working hard. I, I want to hear what he has to say, to be honest with you. And again, you and I talk about this all the time. The guy that wins the press conference is always the guy that seems to have the best charisma. He's the most confident. And does he come into this press conference? I believe it's tomorrow. And does he have that confidence? Does he does he look like JT that Zach Johnson needs JT to be? Is he does he look like a guy who's able to flip that switch that we've talked about? Because whether or not if he does it this week, yeah, if he wins, that's great. Like we're all gonna just throw our hands up and say, yeah, Zach made a brilliant pick, good for him. But I think if he makes the cut, if he shows some progress, specifically with his driver, because that seems to be the one at least that concerns me the most going into to Rome, going into that particular golf course. But I, I wanted to mix it up. Not to not answer your question, because that's what I normally do. but And I, I'm really reluctant to do this, because I know this isn't going to age well. I know I'm, I'm probably going to get beat up on social media about this. But I, I was taken by the idea that for the, the U.S. team scouting trip to Rome, to Marco Simone, that there was mm. three players that didn't make the trip. Jordan Spieth, your buddy. He's at home with his wife, who I think is due. When is she due? You'll know better she's, than me. Cause she's, she's, due, she's due any day now, if, if, if she hasn't already any day. Okay, yep. do any day now. I don't think couple, anybody. Couple, couple second child. He needed to stay home. 
Exactly. So he didn't make the trip to Rome. I don't think anybody was going to say anything. I was shocked how many people on social media had something to say about Xander Schauffele and Patrick Cantlay not going on this scouting trip. And, and not only was I shocked, I mean, here are two guys that probably don't need to see that golf course early. You, you know what they are. They're going to be partners. They're going to spend a lot of time together. And they're both really, really good golfers. Like even based on the idea that they haven't played in a month since the Ryder Cup, you're still going to roll them out as a team and expect to get a point or two out of them over the course of the, of the first three days. However, I can't, I'm going to go back to the idea that they're doing this pro bono. And this is the, going to be the unpopular part. You, what you're asking a professional to do is to take not one week, but two weeks out of your professional career and go do pro bono work for someone else, the PG of America in this particular case, because that's what they feel like is best for you. They don't, they're not beholden to do anything for Team USA or Zach Johnson, their captain, or the PGA of America. Do you have any idea how much it would cost the PGA of America to pay an appearance fee to get Patrick Cantlay and to get Xander Schauffele to go over and play a one-day tournament in Rome? And now you're asking them, well, we want you to do it twice in a month for free. Does anyone – name me another profession that that's acceptable. How come nine players did it then? Well, I, I mean, that's a good point, and this is an individual decision. And if you're Justin Thomas, you kind of had to, right? You're a pick. You're probably a controversial pick. You probably wanted to show the captain that you were all in on this one. The rest – ditto for the rest of the picks outside of Patrick Cantlay. I, 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 I guess I see your point. I just recoiled at the idea that, oh, they should have gone. They owed it to Team USA. They owed it to their teammates. No, they don't. Like, I, I love this event more, so, more than the next guy. Trust me when I tell you, this is the most enjoyable week of the year every two weeks. It always turns out to be that way. In this particular case, though, I don't expect them just to pack up and to fly over to Rome. I know it's first class. I know they're going to Rome. I, I know this is It's isn't- a charter. They're not, they're not paying $5,000 out of their own pocket to get a seat on that flight. But they're not getting paid, period. And, and that's the point that I keep coming back to. And I guess that's where we are in professional golf. It seems it's so easy when you look at all of professional sports to point to the golfers and say, oh, you guys have to do this for free. Whereas you wouldn't expect any other athlete to do that. I, I just don't understand. Like you, you expect this is, them just. This is quite a take. This is quite uh, a take. <laughs> it, it is. And I'm just, it's one thing to go over and play in the Ryder Cup. That is an honor. That's something you, of course, you're going to do. And I, I go back to the days, the dark days when Marco Mera kind of led the charge that why aren't, why aren't the players getting paid? And that didn't land well. And just like this take is clearly not going to land well. I'm not expecting them to get paid. But the idea that, okay, not, we've gotten to the point that not only are you expected to go over here and do this for one week for free, but now we want you to tack on another four or five days to fly over to Rome just to, just to practice. We're talking about practice. I'm trying to channel my inner Alan Iverson, in case you didn't feel it. I know it's a hot take. I know I'm going to get beat up. But that one just bugged me when as I was reading through kind of the comments, I'm like, really? You, you think these grown men who are fully formed and are really, really good golfers are somehow going to show up at Marco Simone and be completely surprised by what they find? What? 18 holes? I didn't know there was going to be an 18-hole golf course. I don't think they owe it to the PGA of America. That's not why they're going on the scouting trip. I believe they owe it to each other to be as fully prepared as possible to play in something that's bigger than himself. I cannot believe that a former Marine is having trouble grasping the concept that someone could do this for free and play for something that's bigger than themselves. They're not playing for a 5-0 and record. They're playing to win the Ryder Cup. If you're the, if you're the Americans who are trying to win for the first time in foreign soil in three decades, they, nine of the 12 wanted to participate in this, even though they did not get paid. Jordan Spieth has his couple's, uh, the, the couple's second child 
on the way. Patrick Cantley and Xander Sofle, according Never to Zach Johnson, told, told, told the AP that they both had prior family commitments. If I'm reading the tea leaves on Instagram, there's some sort of either wedding shower, what do you call it, bridal shower, wedding party as it relates to, yeah, to Patrick shower. Cantley. That's what it is. I don't know. I didn't, whatever, whatever it was, I didn't, I didn't participate in it. They clearly all had their reasons. None of the players had competing conflicts. So why, so why wouldn't they go? Are, are you going to have the same take when it comes to the European Ryder Cuppers? Yes, they did it on Monday, Monday. visit the Marco Simone, and, and, and then traveled to London for the BMW PGA. I don't, I, don't, I don't hear you remarking about that. It was clearly important to all these players, to, even if they weren't getting paid, to travel across, across the pond, see the golf course, uh, become, I guess, better acclimated with each other, start to figure out some of the pairings. I had zero issue with whatsoever. It didn't even cross my mind I, that this was something that these guys are being held, held against the will and traveling across the pond to do. It just seemed this no. is something they thought that was in the best interest of the American team, playing for something bigger than themselves. This, what a ridiculous take. No, you're conflating it. I'm not saying that, that the players who did go were held hostage. That's not what I said at all. Well, I'm responding to what Twitter had to say about those two particular I don't care players. what Twitter Patrick has Cantlin. to say. And, and in this particular case, normally you know me better than anyone. You know me. I don't care what Twitter has to say either. But in this particular case, I kind of had to roll my eyes. And I'm going to actually bail you out on this one. So you're never a former Marine just to help you out. You're always a Marine. Just So I'm going to clean that up for you. So to, just don't beat him up. In no, the no, no longer serving actively. There, there you go. Dis, uh, dishonorably. <laughs> honorably discharged. I feel like I was dishonorably discharged. My point in all of this was there was a degree of expectations on social media, which, again, I probably shouldn't be paying attention to, that those players, how dare they not go and do this for the team, for the PGA of America, for Captain Johnson? Are you kidding me? Like, I, I don't expect that at all. If you can make the trip and you feel like you're, it's going to better prepare you for that week, which is a very intense week, I understand they did. Why, why captains have started to do it. That's great. But again, you're a professional. You know how to play golf. Maybe in Xander Schauffele's mind, he's better off back home on the range, working on what he needs to work on. And then when the, family when the time comes. Prior family commitment, according to Zach Johnson. Yes. And when the time comes, uh, actually, that came from Julius Mason to the Associated Press, if I read the story correctly. Um, but when the time comes, get on the plane on Sunday night and you're going to show up Monday morning. You're probably going to go out and you're going to be like, oh, it is 18 holes. And it's green, go- green grass in a golf course. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. I, I understand there is a method to this madness, uh, particularly for this particular golf course. And we, we ran into the same thing a few years ago in Paris, that the players did not see it. They probably needed to spend a little extra time. They have three days. So it's not as though you don't have time. If you budget your time, if you go out and you do the right but thing. But it doesn't hurt. What else do they have going no, on? It was I'm the, not even it was saying the, it hurts. It was the middle of an off week. It did, they, didn't, they didn't ruin any weekend plans. Like they could still go to, they could still go to a football game if they wanted to. Who has weekend? Who has weekday plans? Who has plans from Tuesday to Thursday? No one. I think after the finish to the season in the United States for the vast majority of those players, and I go to it was Xander, a week and a half later. I'll go to Xander specifically because he was one of the few players who was actually in contention on Sunday at East Lake, and that takes a little bit extra out of you. I have no problem whatsoever with this. And, and again, if you're Justin Thomas and you feel like I probably need to show my captain I'm all in on this and I've never seen this golf course and you haven't played in three weeks because you didn't qualify for the Olympics, fine, dude. Get on the charter flight. Have fun. Have a couple good meals. Look at the golf course. That's great. What I'm pushing back on is the idea that somehow the public did not like Xander Shoffley and Patrick Cantley not going on this trip when they're not beholden to anybody on this. I mean, I did chuckle that it was those two who well, did not go. Because if, if, any, if you can – 
if you could absorb the loss of two members on one of a scouting trip, it would be those two players. You know they're they going to play to with each other anyway. They weren't going to talk to anybody anyway. <laughs> like they're, <laughs> yeah. they're not going to they're not going to be bumped. They're not going to be switching pods from thir- from Friday to Saturday. Like those guys are a package deal. They're going to be playing together. Likely they're going to be playing in all five matches based on the quality of play and their history together. Like they're just kind of their own separate deal. I remember last year at the Presidents Cup. Uh, at Quell Hollow, like they, they practiced at different times. They were coming in and out. That's kind of what the Team USA has learned over these past couple of years. Like these are highly trained professional athletes. Let them do their own thing. That's fine week of. If this was a trip to build camaraderie and to see the other pairings outside of these two that we absolutely know are going to play together, I had zero issue, issue whatsoever. Uh, this is a very strange take uh, that we'll be sure to clip this. Rex, you do have a column up on golfchannel.com looking at the fall of the PJ Tour season. Only two U.S. Ryder Cuppers are in the field this week in Napa. Justin Thomas, before mentioned, Max Homa, uh, who is trying to go for the three-peat. Uh, very rare at the Fortinet Championship. Why should people care about the fall? Because no longer counts toward the wraparound season, the first time in a decade that the points accrued in the fall don't necessarily count towards the 2024 calendar year. But there is still something to play for. I mentioned off the top, you got the Masters invites. You have uh, players trying to secure status. You do have players trying to improve their positioning and potentially uh, secure spots in the first two signature events. But still, it's going to be bereft of stars. It's a limited schedule this year. Why should people be excited? Well, I'll go to this month's green sheet, which did an entire page of trying to get the players excited about the fall. So they, they went to great lengths explaining to the players why it's important, why it's going to be exciting, why this, this matters. I look at it from a storyteller point of view. I think you and I both have gone through this before, where I remember back in the golden days of Q school when that was essentially the only way to get, or the primary way to get onto the PGA Tour. I love that week. It was a grind. The players didn't like it, but it, it was the emotion. It was the stories. It was things that you don't get on a weekend and week out basis on the PGA tour. I think we're going to get an element of that of these six events. It's probably going to start slower than what you imagine. You're probably going to be top heavy. My guess would be at the Zozo championship where you have a bigger purse, you have a limited field. So if you are going to get the stars, I would guess you're going to go there. There's going to be a handful of guys that play throughout the fall. I mean, a couple, I, I think I talked to a handful of them at, at Eastlake, just about the idea of, you know, what are you going to do? And the idea of taking six weeks off of taking three months off, Sounds really appealing. I don't think every that players are going to do that. There's probably going to be a handful that do. In this particular case, I'm looking forward to the RSM Classic, as I always do, because I'm a homer for St. Simons Island. Of course you are. <laughs> but I, I'm going to go back to the idea that for the first time, like RSM Classic kind of means something. Like guys are going to get there, and you're going to be playing for something. Whether it's you're almost a- like it's almost like a, a second Wyndham Championship, where back in the day it was the it was the 125 cutoff. This year is the top 70 cutoff to get into the playoffs. Like there's definitely going to be a little bit of survival mode that kicks in on Seattle in the last week of the PGA Tour fall. Well, yeah, and it'll be across the board. So if you're 151, you're probably trying to get playing to get yourself into the 150, which comes with some sort of status. If you're 126, you're trying to get yourself inside that top 125. If you're 61, you're trying to find a way to get yourself into 50 to 60 because that qualifies you for the first to uh, a signature event starting out next year. There's going to be all kinds of things to pay attention to. So that applies to me. And I'm a bit of a golf nerd and I'm sure you will look at it the same way. It's going to be a hard sell though. 
for the PGA Tour to convince the fans that this is meaningful golf that you should tune into, you should watch, you should get excited about. There's still plenty of things to keep a focus on. If you win, it still comes with a two-year tour exemption. It still comes with an exemption into the majors or at least three of the four major championships. If you finish inside the top 125, you qualify for the players. All that means something to you and I because we pay attention to the game. I'm curious if it's going to mean something to the fans. Yeah, I think it's a it's a very hard sell if you're the PGA Tour trying to to resonate with, I think, the casual golf fan, like the hardcore fans, the, the folks like you and I, like we're obviously going to pay attention. People's lives are going to change. People's careers are going to look differently in 2024 based on what happens. Like I've always been of the belief that, that, I, that I wish the PGA Tour had a dedicated offseason where it just shuts down. It makes – it makes fans miss it. It makes players get refreshed. I think it makes the actual PJ Tour product better. But then, conversely, I say, well, we just had two weeks off of PJ Tour golf. Like, kind of missed it. I was kind of bored, not not tuning in at, at three o'clock on Thursday and and watching first round coverage from even if it's just the Sanderson Farms, just to throw out one of the FedEx Cup fall events. And so, I and and look, I don't I don't think players besides like a Patrick Cantlay are generally going to shut down for three months. They're still going to get a competitive itch. I still think they're going to want to test themselves uh, against some of the best players in the world. They still need holiday spending cash. That's the reason why players are still going to show up at the Hero World Challenge, Tiger Woods' event in the Bahamas, for the cash, for the world ranking points. Like There's still something to play for. So I don't have a great answer on what I'm most looking forward to in the fall. Do I think it's going to resonate largely? No, I don't. I think the PJ Tour has actually conceded that. Like I think the PJ Tour is dedicated itself to promoting and presenting the best possible product from January to August with the signature events, with the best players in the world, the biggest purses, and then you're allowing these nine, ten events in the fall to kind of operate under the, the, the same kind of ethos that the PJ Tour has always had, which is to provide playing opportunities for the members. So it's trying to satisfy both parties you're trying to give the stars time off you're trying to give playing opportunities and allow you know the number 100 in the fedex cup list an ability to make a living but is it going to be must-see tv for the next nine ten weeks uh probably probably not no and i i think that's actually okay no i do too and again i, I don't plan to cover any of the fall events until the rsm classic so they think that probably speaks to there's going to be a lot week in and week out that we can probably touch on and talk about and certainly building up to the Ryder Cup and you going to the Soheim Cup. It's going to be plenty to dig into, but no, I, I'm with you. And, and I, it remains to be seen if it's going to be good for the product. I, I don't think you're wrong. And I've, I've agreed with you in principle over the years when you've argued that just do away with the fall. I always came at it from the business perspective, which name me another business that willingly pushes away business that willingly pushes away profits. And that's what the PGA Tour would be doing if they concede the fall. My curiosity is, are the RSMs of the world and the Sanderson Farms? Yeah, are they going to be Are they going to be happy the with their investment in this? Yeah. Are, are they, yeah. Are they going to be okay with the fields they're going to end up with? I wrote this last week, you know, having talked to about a dozen players at Eastlake. And man, it, it, was, it was rough. It was, it was slim pickings when you started asking guys. Like even Lucas Glover, who you would think, man, he, he'll play a little bit in the phone. It was like, nope, I'm going to spend a lot of time at ice hockey practices. Like, I'm just not going to do it. Brian Harmon, you know, he'll play RSM because he lives there. And that's pretty much going to be the extent of it. And I agree with this. I'll be curious. I was talking with one manager at Eastlake about the idea that they think they want three to four months off. 
they think that that's what they've needed and wanted their entire careers. And there was Ricky Fowler brought up kind of an interesting concept to me. Like we may look back at this in 20 years and say it, this prolonged careers that taking those three and four months off gave players an opportunity to get healthy, to work on their swings, to do the right things that they need to do going into the new season. It could also drive someone crazy because like you, I've been home for two weeks and trust me when I tell you, me and the bunk mate are not getting along. I mean, PJ, PJ tour players are highly insecure, especially the best players in the world. There's, I actually wrote this uh, earlier PGA this year. Tour players. How about golf riders? Well, that's a whole different caliber of, of psychopath, but I actually <laughs> wrote this at Riviera this year, like how long players actually put down the clubs through the season. It's never more than like 10 days. There's always a, a, a belief, even just slight, that you could somehow lose your game if you take too much time off. Like the Roy McIlroy's of the world, players who have proven it for the past 15, 20 years, whatever the case may be. Like, yeah, you can, you can put the clubs down for two weeks and you don't necessarily worry about it going away forever. I, I'm with you. I don't think these guys would actually do three or four months away. I think a two-month shutdown, which is exactly what Rory's going to be doing, this year he's going to play in Dubai in the middle of November and then we're not going to see him again until most likely the Middle East swing on the DP World Tour or some of those events uh, late in January on the PJ Tour to me that's the that's the perfect amount where you can recover you can reset and then you can start to refocus and and refine some of the elements of your game to make sure you're sharp at the beginning of the year how about the BMW PGA Rex we saw Roy McIlroy he was tied for the lead at the Irish Open he runs four balls in the final round, shot 74, uh, tumbled outside the top 15. His worst finish uh, in months uh, on either the uh, PJ Tour or the DP World Tour. Now he's showing up uh, at Wentworth along with the 11 other European Ryder Cuppers. Of the 12 players on that squad, who are you most looking forward to paying attention to this week? Oh, Rory would be one of them. I mean, the 74 on Sunday, clearly. Is not great. I don't think I watched that and thought, you know, any alarm bells. He, when you looked at the way he was hitting the golf ball, yeah, he rinsed three balls, but it's not as, it's because he was being aggressive. I don't think it's because anything was particularly wrong with his swing. I, I'm going to be curious. And again, this is one of those things that we'll have to discuss a month from now how this run is either going to help or hurt each team. Are the Europeans going to be aided by the idea that they're going to have to stay sharp? Because they had the Irish Open and they had Wentworth, which all the top players want to play for a lot of different reasons. Uh, I think John Rahm is going to play the week afterwards in Spain. So he, ha- he has a lot of reasons to stay sharp. I'm curious how that's going to play out. Because in theory, it sounds good if you're the captain. It sounds good if you're one of these players. But by the time I think the Europeans get there, I think fatigue might be an issue as opposed to the U.S. team that is going to essentially have four weeks off. Oh, except with that that doomed trip to Marco Simone where they're just wearing themselves out and developing bonds and friendships that apparently are going to doom the U S team. I, I look at a player to, to kind of pick nits with that argument, Rex. Like you look at a player like Matt Fitzpatrick, who even though he won at the heritage, uh, was very disappointed. He thought by his PJ tour season started to play a little bit better at the BMW had a chance to win at the Czech masters. Now he's going back to the BMW PJ, like he's a player who is finding form to me at the right time. Like, it's not like these guys have to play, you know, for two extra months this season. They, they're essentially prolonging their season for one extra month in order to, to peak at the Ryder Cup. It's not like they're, they want to peak for the uh, DP World Tour Championship in Dubai. Like, the Super Bowl 
is this year's Ryder Cup. And so I don't think they actually had a problem adding the one or two starts if you're Roy McIlroy. Uh, he didn't say he didn't practice much with the Tour Championship, with the back injury, got into the competitive flow again in the Irish Open. I th- expect him to be a little bit sharper this week. And then you are playing the Ryder Cup in a week and a half time. Uh, I think I would still... I would still rather have the European way of building up this Ryder Cup than the Americans, who, besides Max Homa and Justin Thomas, have largely had a, a, a month off. I was thinking about this the other day. So I think you and I were having this conversation. It, it, it's been a year since I was, I was covering the BMW PGA, and on Friday, the Queen passed away. And I remember how surreal that was. And as surreal as that was, for some reason, I was going through this. That's not the weirdest it's ever been for me at a golf tournament. The weirdest would have been the, the missile strike in, in, at the Sony Open a few years ago. Like, like in your mind, do you have anything that can compare with those two things? No. One, and for those, a tournament for those... got stopped for the, the, the death of a, of a monarch. And two, there was a, a text message that came up on everyone's phone in Honolulu while we were at the Sony Open saying that there's an imminent missile strike. Can you, can you just retell that story? We might, we might have some, some new listeners. Actually, we might have some people who have just picked up golf in the past couple of years because of all this Saudi drama. The missile can you strike? Just, yes, can you take us back to the missile strike? Because you were, I, I believe, one of a handful of U.S. riders who was actually in Honolulu for this uh, missile strike, which was not. But what was the scene? What was the panic? What were the calls like? back home and what was the rest of the week like covering that covering that golf tournament uh sorry i was trying to find the screenshot uh i was actually on the phone it was saturday morning i was doing a local radio show i can't think of the name of it right now daniel daniel tucker that's it thank you um and i didn't want to go to the press center so i just said i'd do it over the phone and i was in my hotel which was in downtown honolulu and i had just like now i had my earbuds in and you could hear everyone's phone like beeping at the same time basically like an amber alert Yes. And, uh, and it came up on, it came up. I still have the screenshot somewhere. I'll have to find it, but it was imminent missile strike. Please seek shelter. And like, so Danielle, who we've done, we've both done her radio show a couple of times being the ultimate professional that she is. She kind of read the message. Uh, I'll let you know if anything else happens from the authorities, there was like this sort of awkward silence. Cause what do you do in a situation like that? And it seems like without missing a beat, she goes, and you think Zach Johnson's chances on Saturday to make up some room on the leaderboard would be what? And my response was, I sort of stumbled for a minute or two. Danielle, read, read this message. I'm not going with very good. Uh, I, I kind of stumbled to try to come up with some sort of answer. And finally, I had to hit her with, a, I got to go. Like, I just hung up. Like, literally, like I, I'm not going to finish this. Like, I'm not. And probably the worst part is, and my kids still tease me about this. So they would have been younger. This was probably five or six years ago, I'm thinking. And I called them. And my wife was out of town. And so my three boys were with my mother-in-law. So I had to call my mother-in-law. And she had me on speakerphone and I wanted to like, it was an emotional moment and I'm trying to like tell them that I love them, but I didn't want to like, I I love you and I'm not sure daddy's going to be here in 15 minutes. (laughs) And so I kind of said it as best I could and hung up and like my mother-in-law called me the next day after everything had quieted down. She's like, they thought you had lost your mind. Like we hung up the phone and they're like, what in the world is wrong with that idiot? What is daddy smoking in Honolulu? My clown has been up drinking all night long, but yes, it was, it was very, uh, it was very shocking. It happened quick. I remember getting a text message from a player, like it, it, how quickly it all happened saying that, Oh, this isn't real. Don't worry about it. Okay, great. Thanks. And then 30 seconds later, the same player texted me. And I guess he knew someone uh, who was in the Navy that was on one of the ships at Pearl Harbor who had texted him and said that they were firing up the ships and racing out to sea because it was real. 
And that's when it was kind of like, what? <laughs> They're doing what? A story. <laughs> I mean, not to be, not to be insensitive, uh, but man, to have had a camera <laughs> you, as you race around the hotel room, <laughs> saying saying your goodbyes, trying yeah. to trying to dig yourself a little bunker. God, what what a what a what a story. Obviously, obviously that that person who sent out the uh, that that missive was uh, was was fired uh, quickly. Um, but man, what a story from life on the road. I have nothing, absolutely nothing. That can possibly compare to that. But yes, this is a one-year anniversary of the Queen dying. Well, and the Queen was surreal for a lot of different reasons because having uh, having come from America, it hit me so hard that, you know, there was like whispers in the media center early on Friday. Oh, something's wrong with the Queen. And like everybody in the media center was just 100% certain, like, yep, they're going to cancel the tournament. And I go, they're going to cancel it. Like, that's it's not even up for discussion. Like, should I just book my flight home right now? And like for the longest time after the news came out, like even I remember interviewing Richard Bland in the parking lot and he had packed everything in his locker and was taking it to his car and was like, yeah, we're not playing again. Like we don't do that here in this country. Like, and and I, if I remember correctly, I think Sergio Garcia actually got on a plane, went home, watched that bad University of Texas yes. team uh, on Saturday. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That yep. bad University of Texas team that seems to be coming for everybody in the SEC. You nervous? Uh, yes. Uh, Georgia does play them at Texas uh, in 2024. Ooh, no. That could be Arch Manning versus Dylan Rayola. Uh, so I'm very much here for that one. Rex, uh, since last we talked on this year podcast, you actually did get your back patio finished. Jason, was that his name? Was Jason okay. the yeah? Yeah, he he, he must he must have listened to the podcast. Uh, he hired an extra couple extra crew, uh, and he appeared to have uh, the back patio done, the pool resurfaced based on your picture and your snappy chat with the pit barrel fired up. Give it what's what's the latest? Uh, the porch is done. The, uh, we still have a lot of work that needs to be done. We needed to fix our screens. Uh, for those folks who don't live in Florida, fixing your pool screen is like an annual thing because inevitably there's a storm. Hopefully it's not a bad storm. But I think every year we've lived in this house almost 20 years. Every year I've had to fix multiple panels. And it's expensive. It's not cheap. But so the problem now is because the leaves are all falling in the pool and it's driving me nuts. But the actual kitchen part, that's going to be the last piece. So that we're probably, probably won't have that done until after the Ryder Cup. Oh. Boy. As opposed to what's going on behind you right now. You want to yep. tell us what's happening? Folks, this is the new Workhorse Pits 1969 delivered by my friend, uh, barbecue pitmaster, uh, store owner of Gentry's in Orlando. Uh, delivered on Saturday. This thing is an absolute behemoth, Rex. Uh, it is 800 pounds. It is only on about six-inch casters. Uh, I have not yet seasoned it. I'm doing it. After this very podcast, uh, basically you just spray down the inside with Pam uh, and fire up uh, the pit, run it about 250 for four to five hours. That's what I'm doing for the rest of the afternoon. Give a little linseed oil application on the outside. Apparently, have you ever used Rex boiled linseed oil? Apparently, it's highly flammable, highly flammable. There's all sorts of internet discussion boards about what you should do with your rags. Uh, I'm actually a little bit nervous. Luckily, I have a fire pit out in the backyard. I guess I'll just be putting rags in there it can just like spontaneously combust uh, so we'll see how that goes i'm I, i'm neither uh, the handiest uh, nor the smartest uh, when it comes to these sorts of things but we'll see how that goes it is it's a work of art rex i'm not gonna lie uh, i it's it's always a little bit nerve-wracking to buy a smoker sight unseen basically just going on youtube videos uh shout out stones barbecue who gave me the inspiration for this pit but man 
it's 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 two arms to get the door open. It's two arms to get the cowboy firebox. It looks like, solid. This thing, this thing is absolute an absolute tank. Should repeat. Should last generations to come. Very excited. We did have our first Jags party on Saturday. Made the best rack of ribs I ever have in my life. Shout out Ricky uh, with the finishing touches on how we did that. Uh, Rex, what did you fire up for the first NFL Sunday of the year as you watched your fantasy teams go 0-2? Uh, I had uh, <laughs> I had bunkmate. I don't want to talk about that. Uh, she was out of town. The wife was out of town for the weekend. My youngest son was up at Florida State. He was going to the game. So essentially, it was just me. And I have to tell you, I have never cooked so much food just for one person in my entire life. Now, Cole, uh, my middle son, was home on Sunday, and we watched a lot of football. But it was ribs, uh, which were on Saturday, which I think I sent you. And then I did wings on Friday. And um, then uh, on, on Sunday, we did a kind of that – Sort of that patty melt smash burger thing that was Oof. absolutely delicious. Uh, found it. Look at that. Can you read that? Uh, I can. It says ballistic missile threat inbound to Hawaii. Seek immediate shelter. This is not a drill. Not a drill. Folks, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. It was a drill. It did not happen. That was that the headline of the Honolulu paper the next day. <laughs> Oops. 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 Sorry about that. Sorry about that. No, that's a, my bad. I guess it's always a good reminder to tell your loved ones that you do love them. Uh, Rex, uh, since you did mention the fantasy uh, teams and you going 0-2. Oh, wait, you did mention that. Uh, I did. What are your thoughts after week one? Uh, are you panicking? Are you selling? And if so, who would you like to trade me? Uh, I'm not panicking for anything. Just to, to continue with the bad visual medium. So this was, this was my night last night. You can see I played against who, uh, who has an inappropriate team name. It's not terrible, but it's inappropriate. Uh, and I was, uh, I had a 99% chance of winning with two minutes left in the game on Monday night and lost. Who did you but have? That, Who did you have? Uh, I just had the kicker going, uh, the Jets kicker and he got, he got me 11 points. So it was, I, I, I mean, the expectations were not that high. Uh, uh, my son had Stefan Dix who had 26 points. And uh, the fact that you're playing full point, one of those full point PPR, uh, is going to do me there. I did notice that you had an injury to Deontay Johnson, whose hamstring appeared to explode. Uh, that'll cost you. You also had Aaron Rodgers in our NBC Sports League. Uh, didn't I must start say, him, though. I actually started Kirk Cousins, by the way. We don't use the Yahoo uh, in this here family. Do not like the platform. I don't like how it reads. I don't like the add and drop function. I don't like the lineup setting. Not a huge fan of that one. I still like my team. Uh, T. Higgins, where you at, bro? Have you in every single league, and you put up a donut for me? Not please. I do think there's better days ahead for the Bengals, as well as the Bills and the Chiefs. Chiefs coming to our town, Rex. Chiefs are coming to the Jags on Sunday, the first home game. As I mentioned, I am now a season ticket holder. We'll have the tailgate fired up. I'll make sure to send you some snappy chats. We're one of the few people in the stadium who actually have shade throughout the game, which I'm very excited about that. Uh, it'll be my second Jags game ever but i'm very excited ever? don't you have season tickets yes so i went to a game last year and enjoyed it so much i had so much fun at the tailgate and the in-game experience was so good just being right next to the bud light zone that i decided to get uh season tickets this year i think i'm going to all but two games they're playing the texans and the colts uh, neither of whom i actually wanted to see uh, so i'll make sure to turn those uh, into a nice little profit uh, for my family but we'll see how that goes a funny story so on Next Tuesday, we'll record the podcast before I head to Spain uh, for the Solheim Cup, first away or home uh, Solheim Cup I have ever covered for 
golfchannel.com. I have everything booked for months. Travel has been booked for months. Accommodations, staying at a very affordable place with a shuttle to and from the golf course. There was only one problem as I was looking through my travel accommodations on Concur Passport. on Monday. Had never actually put in for a media application. Shout out Christina Lance uh, and my new friend Borgia, uh, who hooked me up with a uh, media credential uh, almost immediately. Uh, that's the kind of service we've come to expect uh, and do appreciate from our friends with the LPJ. Absolutely cannot wait to cover that one, Rex. The team events are unmatched. There's, there's crying. Even if you win or lose, there's drama. There's always some sort of rules controversy. There's going to be a player who gets under another player's skin. Uh, we can nitpick the pairings and the lineups to death. Like It is the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, we'll do, we'll, we will do. You'll, you should probably need to study over the next seven days. We will do at least half the podcast with a Solheim Cup preview on Tuesday. I'm looking forward to that. Well, and it's always the highlight of the year. I think we had this conversation last week when you start talking about, okay, what was the shot of the year and what was the moment of the year? And inevitably, it always comes down to the Ryder Cup. Like, there's no reason to even have the conversation right now because it comes down to either the Ryder Cup or the Solheim Cup, even the Walker Cup. Like, anyone who watched that will tell you, like, there's just something about the team events that draw more interest, more emotions, more sort of that fan experience that you get in other sports that you just don't get in golf. More interest, huh? So it's almost like the players want to make sure they're at their absolute best in these team competitions because they're playing not just I don't for disagree with that. themselves. They're playing for their teammates. They're playing for their captains. They're playing for the country. It's almost like, even though they're not being paid, you want to just go just the extra step to make sure they're doing their absolute best to make sure they get their best performance. Maybe that's Rome. not getting on a plane and flying to Rome and doing something for free. Maybe that's staying at home and taking care of your body and working on your swing and, and being with your team. That's more important. That's all I'm mm-hmm. saying. That's all I was throwing out there. I'd yeah. love this. Would, this is the ultimate fan. Uh, like Write that column. Write that column. Uh, I'm not going to write the column. I have other you things. Won't. Well, I, I mean, I had no problem voicing it here. I volunteered the information. Oh, I know. We're going we're gonna to clip it. We're going to splash it on the homepage. Go ahead. NBCSports.com slash golf. He, he said it's as thing. if you were a column. He said the thing yes. out he loud. Not, thing. Sure, not sure why he said the thing, but folks, we're glad he said the thing. It's ultimate it fan privilege. That every fan wants to go, well, why can't, why can't he take uh, – probably the best example was Jones with Kansas City. And after that game, everyone was like, well, he just needs to sign for less than his market value. Why? Why does everyone else have to work for free in sports? And then in He's the not working world, for free anymore. No one he would just, tell me. He just signed a one-year deal with incentives that are going to be – Getting him exactly. a lot more money in this one year. Exactly. Now, they'll, they'll worry about the contract extension down the road. But they, they needed him back. After getting pushed around by the Lions with uh, Patrick Mahomes not having Travis Kelsey, might not have him this week against the Jags, either like they needed, they needed to shore up the defensive line uh, in doing so. But they paid him. They paid him, and now he can help them. He what a, what a take. What a, t- what a take. Rex, Rex wants these guys to get paid, and not just with charitable donation which each and every player on the U.S. and European Ryder Cup team gets. Perhaps, Rex, there's just more. Perhaps there's just more to golf than money. You ever thought about that? No. You ever thought about that? No. I, I don't know why. Like, when it comes to golfers and money, it, it's so dirty. And, I mean, this is obviously – this is touching a nerve over the last three years when everyone who walked away from the PGA Tour to join Live Golf took the dirty money and was, was doing something wrong. Name me another walk of life. Where if you wanted to walk away right now and make 10 times as much of what you're making at, at GolfChannel.com, 
well, sorry, NBCSports.com backslash golf. I'd be, I'd be so happy for you. Like I, I, I'd be the first one in line to give you a high five. I don't understand why when it comes to golf, money is, has such a dirty connotation. But these guys were, it wasn't, they weren't paying for this. It was, it was basically gifted to them. They're not paying two, $2.59 a night to stay at the best Western in Rome. They're not paying. They're not paying to sit in 13. They're not getting paid. Do you have any idea? I'll go back to this because I do know because I had two agents call me. They wouldn't be getting paid anyway. They would not be getting paid. It's an off week. It's an off week. That's not true. You you and I both know that they're off week. There's nothing to play in last week. That doesn't mean you can't show up for a corporate outing. Like, let's say if this was a real corporate outing and they were having to fly all the way to Rome to do you this You said they needed to rest their body. Your, your defense is that these players needed yep. to rest their Any body. Any idea how much Patrick Cantlay and Xander Shoffley would make? Because I kind of do. And, and look, it's not about money. It is an honor to be on the team. And once the actual the plane leaves on Sunday to go to the matches, you, you got to be locked in. Like, like you're, you're part of the team. You agreed to do this. I, I just don't see why this scouting trip was mandatory. Real quick, what's Tiger Woods' record in, in the Ryder Cup? Not good. Blow, blow no, no, no. Give me the specific record. Give me the number. Give me the X, Y, Z. If I had to guess, I would say 14, I don't want you to guess. 23 you don't know. and 2. 14, Whatever. 23 and 2. You don't know. You, how many Wait, majors that was, has he won? That was just rhetorical? Yes. How many majors has he won? Hold on. Now I'm, now I'm kind of curious. You know I, that one, I right? See, I, see what you're, I see what your point It's the same thing with Brooks Koepka said. No one, no one knows how many PGA Tour events that Jack Nichols won. I, 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 see, I see where you're going with this. Speaking of which, so you didn't have a – so did you have an issue with Brooks Kepka? Brooks Kepka's got a newborn at home. He's got a newborn at home. He doesn't have any live golf tournaments until the week before the Ryder Cup. Did you have any issue with Brooks Kepka? It was important to Brooks Kepka to go. That's fine. If you Brooks think Kepka wasn't getting paid for I'm it. not talking – Oh, I was so close. He was 13, 21, and 3. Oh, man, I was but, close. But you know how many majors he's won is, was my yeah. point. Like that, that's always the line that I come though. back to. No one makes their career in the Ryder Cup. We love it. We just got through talking about it for 40 minutes. No one makes their career in the Ryder Cup. Ian Poulter and Sergio Garcia certainly did. Uh, I would say Sergio Garcia's career was defined by other things. Certainly the major championship, winning at the Masters. I would say Ian Poulter is the outlier in that. And I'm going to go. Here's another one that's probably not going to age well. Because I, I did think this through as well. And it's because... Ian Poulter made his career at the Ryder Cup because he didn't do anything else in his career that was of noteworthy. Right? Mic fair? drop. Mic drop. Sorry. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. And that- I mean, he won a match play. I think he won the Houston Open. I'd have to go back and look. Like, it's just not it's – it's a good career. It's better than 99% of the golfers on the planet. But of, of noteworthy, you, that's the reason why he's remembered for his Ryder Cup. And, and because he's fun to watch. Like, man, it was, it was entertaining when he was back in the day. But no one does that. Like, and if, imagine, uh, let's take it a step further. Imagine if you're Adam Scott, and every year now, the international team wants you to do one of these scouting trips. And your career has been made nothing but a nightmare by these matches. Because every two years, you just get walloped, and now you have to go home and answer all these awkward questions, and you don't like to do that. Now they want to add this again, pro bono work. I, I just don't see what the big deal is. If you if you're Brooks Kepka, they did it last year. Like it, the international team Brooks, did it last year. I know. If you're Brooks Kepka and you felt like it was important to be on that team because you haven't been around these guys in a while, you haven't been playing a lot of golf, to get on that plane and go to Rome for the scouting trip, great, man. That that's fantastic. You you're you're doing exactly what your captain wants you to, and you have to like where you're going. If you're Xander and Patrick Cantlay and you want to stay home and you feel like that's the best preparation, prior family commitment. Chef, Chef's kiss. 
So you want what's your solution? You want these guys to be paid fifty thousand dollars? No, no, I don't want them to be paid. It's the expectations. It was the expectations of the folks on social media who were just so sideways that how dare Patrick and uh, Xander not do this? When why is it okay? And again, this goes to sort of the 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 fan privilege. Like they they want to give away everyone else's money when it comes to athletes. They want to tell you. Aaron Rodgers, probably a bad example after what happened last night. But to play for less money than what you're worth because it's important to win a Super Bowl. Sure, it is. But why, do, why does he have to play for less money? And in this particular case, why does someone have to get on a plane during their time off? They don't have they to. Do? It's their choice, and they decided that it was important to them. They don't. And in this Just particular like Aaron case, Rodgers those decided, two decided it was important to take a pay cut in order to help pay for a Dalvin Cook who got a one-year – $8 million deal because Aaron Rodgers wanted him alongside him in the backfield. And just like Xander and Patrick decided, hmm, not, not for us. Prior family look, commitment. That's, that's fine. I mean, you, that's, come on. That, that could be anything. That, that could be, it's a back injury. Well, can you be more specific? Oh, no, I'm sorry, a lower body injury. Can you be more specific? No, it's a lower body. <laughs> that, that's what that is. So, and look, I, I think in this, this particular case, I even like my allies even better because you and I both know that you could have put in, Pat and Xander could have gotten on that plane and they could have flown all the way over there and played the 36 holes and gotten on the plane and flown all the way back. And the interaction between those two probably wouldn't have been a whole lot more than it would have been without them being on the plane. No, that, that was, that was the point I made. If you could afford probably actually, if you include Spieth in there, three players who you could afford to not have on that trip. Like I think, I think if Brooks had not been on that trip, I think that could have been a potential story, right? Like not reacclimating himself, with players who maybe he only sees maybe. now four times a year. Like, I think, I th- yeah, like I think, I think, that, I think that all could have been interesting. But Xander and Pat uh, did not have an issue with it. Jordan Spieth obviously had an excused absence. We all know who he's going to play with, and I'm, per- I'm pretty sure he's going to be playing well uh, in Rome once again. All right, we're going to leave there. We've already gone 45 minutes on a podcast that was supposed to be about 25. Uh, make sure you guys check us out on Golf Today on Wednesday. We'll have a hit. But we're most looking forward to the fall portion of this golf year for uh, Rex. I'm Lav. Make sure you check uh, NBCSports.com slash golf for all the latest news, notes, features, commentary, videos, and podcasts. We'll see you on Tuesday. Tuesday.